So I invite you to just be centered. Just be here now. (sighs) Infinite presence. Right here, right now. Infinite presence as each of us. Source of confidence, ease, oneness, love, faith. And each and every one of us is one with infinite presence, with all that is. And in this oneness, I accept all of God's gifts for each of us. And I affirm the following for each of us. I am an adventurous traveler in this human existence. I move through the world in confidence, ease, oneness, faith, and love. I let go of anxiety and expectations And I live in expectancy, knowing all is in divine order. Ah, breathing that in, knowing this as truth, that divine truth that emanates from each and every one of us. The words we hear today inspire us. The music lifts us. Our connection is heartfelt. And for all of these gifts and all of life, I express gratitude. Gratitude for all these gifts and more. In this sense of gratitude, I release this into the law that always has our back, that law of love that works for us. And together we say, And so it is. We're in the middle of a month-long celebration of light. So many cultures, so many different cultures have celebrations of light at this time of year as the darkness seems to be growing and and then the light starts to return. And so we started off uh, at the beginning of the year with Advent and looking at that preparation time for the rebirth of light within each of us. Last uh, week we looked at... um, Bodhi Day, the day, the day honoring the enlightenment of the Buddha uh, after sitting underneath the, the peepal tree, which is known as the Bodhi tree for um, quite a long time. Today we're going to look at uh, the winter solstice, which is happening this Friday. And so, um, and solstice literally means soul, sun, and stis is uh, standing still. So it's the appearance of the sun just standing still. And whether it's the summer solstice or winter solstice, either time it's the sun has seemed to stop in its travels. And in ancient cultures, the, the sun was thought to be taken across by various gods or, or you know, various methods uh, with that. But the winter solstice honors the end of the darkening. We've been in a period of darkening and darkening. Have you noticed at all? Okay, I, yeah, I just wanted to check. And the celebration of the light. The returning of, of that light, the, being, the light being reborn within each of us and as each of us. And this ancient celebration, this, this, this ancient honoring, um, <clears throat> you know, our, our Christian friends sometimes like to say that Jesus is the reason for the season, but long, 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 long before Jesus was this celebration of the returning of the light, uh, which is really truly the reason for the season. 
So the celebration, this honoring of the, the, the earth on its tilted axis uh, towards the sun, that it's, it's starting to finally return uh, or appears to return, we're actually returning to it. The, the sun hasn't moved, relatively speaking, right? But we have moved. We have moved. And it's important when we think about moving into darkness that we remember the light is always here. We have moved. We have moved. So the themes around the solstice include light coming out of darkness. They include births or rebirths of uh, the light and oftentimes of sun gods or sun kings um, in, in all sorts of different cultures. And it involves facing or walking through darkness into the light, uh, which is sometimes the only way we can get to the light is through the darkness, through the cave. Joseph Campbell says the motif of birth in a cave is very ancient. This symbol is associated particularly with the winter solstice when the sun has traveled to its farthest point away from the tilted earth and the light is in the nadir of the abyss. That is the date of the birth of the god Mithra, who is lord of light. He was born, we recall that his mother is the earth, and he was born holding a rock-hewn weapon in his hand. The cave has always been the scene of initiation, where the birth of the light takes place. Here as well is found the whole idea of the cave of the heart, the dark chamber of the heart, where the light of the divine first appears. This image is also associated with the emergence of light in the beginning. Out of the abyss of the early chaos, the the primal chaos, comes this light so that one senses the deep resonance of this thing, of this theme. So we're playing with this idea today of light and dark. And we, we get conditioned, you may have noticed, to kind of feel that at this time of year, we're only supposed to feel happy, happy, joy, joy, right? Watch TV much? Okay. You know, today's Advent candle um, back here represents joy. It's the rose-colored candle. And it represents the joy at the coming birth, the birth of the coming light. It's the point where we know that it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but we know that it's going to happen. And so we're in that period of joy. In, in the Catholic liturgy today is known as Gaudete Sunday, which literally comes from the very first word of the, of the Mass for today, which is uh, rejoice, Gaudete in Latin, um, at that coming light. And yet these holidays can also shine light on our sadness. Have you noticed? Yeah. Can shine light into those dark chambers of the heart, the areas of grief and loss, and we either push them back down and away without ever honoring them. Let's, let's put that back in the closet. I don't want to think about that right now. Let's have another drink. Or we get lost in the feelings and can't move into joy. So we don't, we don't necessarily process them. We, we push them aside or we get stuck. The feelings aren't to be rejected or wallowed in. You know, there's that, that saying that you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And... There's two things to know about that. Number one, we all have to walk through a valley of the shadow of death at times in our lives, yes? I remember a friend of mine once said that religion is for people who are afraid of going to hell and spirituality is for people who've been there. (laughs) And we're about spirituality here, by the way. Okay? 
So the, the thing about walking through the valley of the shadow of death is you walk through it. You don't set up a four-star resort hotel in the middle of it and camp out forever. But you also don't run around and try to avoid it because there's gifts to be received by walking through. It's been said that grief is just love with a bad rap. Grief is just love with a bad rap. So today I thought we might take some time to acknowledge the darkness. Don't all rush for the door at once. Which is sacred in its own way. It's just as sacred as the light. You know, music, we listen to this wonderful music that they make. Music consists of tone or sound and silence. It takes both. And so we have to have both light and dark in our lives. The darkness reveals that which can't be seen in the light, such as the stars. Yes? And it gives birth, ultimately, out of the chamber of our heart to that deeper light that wants to come forth, the next layer of it. So we're going to look at, at this, and we're going to do a process in a minute here. And, and you know, for me, I, I know for, for me, Christmas is this kind of double-edged sword as far as emotionally. You know, it's, it's, it's often a challenging time. I, I, my childhood Christmases were not, um, let's just say they were not the, the themes that you see on TV, okay? And leave it there. They were not happy times. I, I realized a while back that all three of my marriages and several relationships have all been falling apart at Christmas time. Hmm. There's a pattern there. I remember one time I had a converse, one of my conversations with God, as I like to call it, and I said, I do not ever again want a relationship where I'm sitting right after Christmas in the storage locker or in the garage floor deciding whose Christmas ornaments are whose and breaking them up you know, and, and sending them on their way. I don't want to do that anymore. And I haven't. The last marriage, I always kept my ornaments in my own box. <laughs> You know, when I look at the ornaments of the tree, on my tree, they consist sometimes of uh, Christmas's past and memories from the past, you know, things from my kids and, and that. They consist, some of them are ornaments that I bought after relationships were over and I went out and bought a new ornament to honor, this is me, free from that. Okay? Anybody, am, am I crazy or anybody else ever do that? Okay, I'm, I'm crazy and somebody else has done it. Okay, good. Um, and then there are some that I bought just because I love the beauty of Christmas and I love the beauty of, of the light and the ornaments and, and all that. So it's, this tree is kind of this emotionally laden, you know, kind of thing for me. I don't, and for, for each of us, different things may bring out those emotions. You know, you may have the family dinner that no longer happens or that certain members of the family aren't at or whatever it is for you. We have, we all have these things. When we shine light, when we shine light more brightly, when we're willing to have it shine more brightly, it illuminates the shadows, right? The shadows have to show up because they're there. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the process of saying yes to the light. And it may feel uncomfortable, and it may not look like what society is telling us that we're supposed to look like at this time of year, but it's authentically who we are. To feel both that light and the dark, the joy and the sadness, both can coexist. And so 
Today, what I want to invite you to do is when you, were, when you came in, hopefully you were given a candle like this. Anybody not have one? Okay. They're on the table back there, Janet. Oh, actually, uh, she, uh, Christy has them. Janet, to your left. Everybody else has one? Musicians got one? Yes, thank you. I invite you to let this candle represent any sadness, darkness, shadow that you would like to release during this holiday season to honor it and to be willing to release it. As we remember that grief is just love with a bad rap, we remember that grief is love. This is love. And so to let it remember that, to remember those who aren't here with you, to remember the the expectations and the Christmas dreams that didn't happen, to remember the betrayals of the innocent child. How many of you felt betrayed when you finally found out that Santa Claus wasn't real? What? What? (laughs) Sorry. That's why we send the kids to a different room. So in a moment, I'm going to invite you to bring the candle up and light it uh, from the flame here and put it into one of the two uh, kind of platters that are here um, when you're ready to do that. And we'll have practitioners who will come up in a moment to hold love and consciousness, love and light for you for doing that. For some people, you also like, you'd rather do, rather than fire transformation, transformation in um, water. And so we have a little bit of dissolving paper that you can write whatever you want to on, and there's a bowl of, of water up here that you can do that as a process for dissolution. And Christy has um, the dissolving paper, if anybody would like it, if you would stick your hand up behind you and, and also in front of you. Yesterday we did a, uh, a retreat that involved the four elements, and... The last element we did was fire, and we watched this fire transformed whatever it was burning, in this case, the wood in the fireplace. We didn't burn down the retreat center. Fire transforms. Fire creates a release process. Water washes away and also transforms. So whichever one calls to you, I invite you to allow yourself to experience whatever it is you'd like to release to either let the candle hold that for you or to write it onto the the paper and let that be part of that. And out of this darkness comes the birth of light. So let let this process, let's take a moment to take a breath, to open our hearts, to feel what we really feel. It's okay. There's Kleenex around if you need it. And to be willing to acknowledge, to see, to feel what wants to be released at this time of year for you. And say yes to that release. And so we bless this beauty and this light and this water and all the release that has been done. Take a breath. If there's a place in your body that it has still clung just a little bit, let it go. And see the beauty of the light of all this. As the song we sang earlier said, there's one power. 
We live in the appearance of duality. But when we step back, there's truly only one, one life. And out of the darkness comes the birth of that light. The light shines in the darkness and does not overcome it. And this new light, and this new love that wants to be birthed by you is represented by all this light. I want to thank our practitioners for holding consciousness. God bless you. There's a passage in Luke where Mary has just been told that she's pregnant. And her response to that is, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God. And so let your soul, let your beingness magnify this infinite presence, this infinite love, this one power that lives in through and as you. Let it be a magnifying glass. And we have just cleared it a little bit more so we can be more clear in the amount of light we let through. So this week, I want to invite you to do three things. Number one, be gentle with yourself. You may find that this will stimulate a few other shadows and just find a way to release those. Perhaps light a candle in your house or write something on a piece of paper and burn it. Whatever it is that works for you, be gentle with yourself. You're pregnant. You're all pregnant, do you know that? With this new light. This new light. So just as you would when you're pregnant or if you had a pregnant wife or a partner, you know, be gentle. Take care of yourself. If you suddenly find yourself craving pickles and ice cream at midnight, <laughs> I'm not responsible. I always crave chocolate all the time. But let that... Let that be gentle with yourself in this process. Number two, consider or continue to honor and release the old shadows as you notice them come up. You may find something when you go to sleep tonight or while you're in the shower tomorrow or just as your dream work goes through. Just notice that and honor that and, and continue that being gentle with yourself. And number three, let your soul magnify the Lord. That light, that love, that true essence of who we are, let your soul magnify that. That's really what we're here to do is to express the infinite in human form on earth. What a wonderful honor. What a wonderful gift. And rejoice. So are you willing to play with those three? Gentle with yourself. Letting go of anything else that continues to come up. Have a process. Have something to do it. And let your soul magnify the Lord and within. And, and rejoice. I'm going to close with a pair of quotes. The first one is from Science of Mind from Ernest Holmes, in flashes, of of, in flashes of illumination, I think I've got your disease. My mouth isn't working like you. Thank you. <laughs> in flashes of illumination, the inspired have seen into the very center of reality. You know, a few weeks ago, or a couple weeks ago, we were studying um, the Bhagavad Gita. And in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna reveals his full God nature to Arjuna. And so we have moments where we see the full nature of the divine. The inspired have seen that. A glimpse into this reality illumines the whole being with a flood of light. Every mystic has had this experience. By the way, you're all mystics. It's not somebody out there. <laughs> 
you're all mystics, we're all mystics. At times, the realization has been so complete that they have actually been blinded by the light. Light was the first great revelation of that divine creative energy that called all into being. Jesus recognized this within himself and in others, and it's important to notice that. When he said, I am the light of the world, he that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We can all say that. I am the light of this world. All of us are that light. He wasn't special. He just, just like the Buddha woke up to it, Jesus woke up to it, others have woken up to it. And we are that, whether we are awake to it or not. The second uh, quote is from Philippians, Paul's letter to the Philippians. Be sincere and blameless like the innocent children of God in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, for you are to them the light of life. I always thought it was good to know that there are other generations that were crooked and perverse too. Ours is not the first one. But we are lights, and so we let our light shine. And being that light in the world is the light of life. Whether other people recognize it or not, we still are. Yes, thank you. (laughs) We still are that light of life. And so be that this week, this month, this year, this life. Are you good with that? Let's pray. Take your breath. Honoring that light and that darkness that is the wholeness of the one. It is not one or the other, it is both and more. Honoring that love, honoring that deep wisdom, honoring that joy, that peace, and that beauty that is the infinite one, the infinite life, the infinite love, the infinite, by whatever name we give it, that one. And recognizing that because it is all that there is, because it is infinite, that each of us is within it. We have to be. We can't be outside of that which is infinite. And so we ourselves are one of this light and this love and this peace and this beauty and this joy. We are that, whether we remember it or not, whether we get caught up in the illusion of the duality. Or whether we remember the truth of our beingness, of our light, of who we truly are. And so I speak my word that this week, that as we play with the earth's duality of light and dark, We remember that that sun, that light that is always there, no matter what the earth is doing, the light is always there. And so just as it is in the sky, it is within us. That light is always there, no matter how tilted we get, how far removed we might be, that light, that love, that wholeness is always right here. And like the prodigal son, all we need to do is come to ourselves And that light responds and it is immediate. And so I'm grateful for each of us who is saying yes to this remembering of our truth, of remembering of the light of who we are, of responding and coming to ourselves. And so I release out of this sense of gratitude, this word, this this 
consciousness, this awareness, this declaration that we are the light. I release it into a law that knows exactly how to manifest it in, through, and as each of us perfectly. And it is doing so right now and right here. And so it is. Bless you. Thank you. So today we actually learned about Yule, which is a uh, different holiday tradition uh, that some people uh, celebrate instead of Christmas. Um, Also, it's a sort of an origin for the lights on the tree, essentially, uh, where they originally used candles instead of lights and also wreaths um, actually represent fertility. Um, So... I don't know. We didn't learn a whole lot else about that. <laughs> you didn't have that talk today? Oh. No. <laughs> so, we basically just learned a lot about Yule, not much else. So. Okay.